eight of Never Seen, the podcast where we watch the films missing from our filmographies, those glaring gaps in our film education, the classic or immortal movies people are shocked we've never seen. This episode, we are discussing the film, wait for it, Before Sunrise, had to think about it for a moment, which was Stacey's choice. But first, I better introduce all of us because I've forgotten to do that again. (laughs) I'm your host, Jenny, and with me are my fabulous friends who are so patient with me in my terrible introductions. Introductions. That's a word. Introduction and ins. What's happening? An introduction (laughs) is a nun who comes on and introduces you. I'm (laughs) very formal in the Catholic Church. This is all saying I'm not cutting any of it. It's It's been a long editing day. And so you've already heard their voices, but let's learn their names. Welcome, please. Stacy. All right, Babs. And the delightful Lee. Hello. Really? No, no, sorry. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just going, just say hi. Just say hi. Just say hi. <laughs> Hello. Hiya. There you go. I like that one. That's a good one. Hiya. I like that. No, it scares me a little bit. It's a bit frightening. Oh, okay. So, Stace, before sunrise, I'm going to put the emphasis on before, even though all of the titles start that way, because there's like several in this uh, series of films. Your choice. So tell us all about it, please. Yes. So uh, Before Sunrise is the first film in the Before trilogy, uh, which comprises Before Sunrise, Before Sunset and Before Midnight. I said when I hadn't written it down. (laughs) It probably Um, is. (laughs) this is a 1995 romantic drama thing uh directed by (laughs) richard linklater leave me alone i'm very hyperactive (laughs) starring ethan Hawke and julie delpy uh written by richard linklater and kim krizan i'm saying it with confidence but i don't know if that's right sounds okay to me it does doesn't it um, so I want to slap a big hefty stace caveat on the on the start of this, right? Mm. <laughs> I picked this because it's Love Month, right? It's of February. Course. It's February, yeah. It's the time de amour or something. I don't know, sexy and uh, in a different language that's sexier than English. Um, and I am not usually one for romance movies. I normally like my romance with a heaping dollop of some other genre. Uh, such as like I don't know the Princess Bride as in it being a whacking great fantasy or Scott Pilgrim versus the world because it's actually just like a stupid video game action film but also it's technically a romance or Shaun of the Dead which calls itself a zom (laughs) rom-com or something Um, I thought you were gonna say yes Deadpool I mean technically you know or Deadpool Deadpool 2? Definitely Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. That's where I'm going. Yeah, oh, Deadpool 2. Big old case of fridging in that movie, but mm. Mm, I didn't I didn't really mind because it was good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a different film. Um, So I was genuinely surprised. Uh, Rich put this film on a couple of years ago. I felt like it was when we first started in lockdown and Rich and I were very much like, let's just watch a load of fucking films then, I guess. Um, Because what else is there to be done with life? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we uh, had sort of heard that the Before Trilogy was like sort of held up as like three of the greatest romance movies what have ever been movied. Um, Yeah. So I was like, put it on. 
you know, I'll just start, I don't know, reading some fan fiction or playing Pokemon Go if I get bored, <laughs> which is likely to happen. And then 101 minutes later, I was like, I'm in love with this couple. Where's the second film? <laughs> I was very taken aback by how much I enjoyed this. Um, so I thought I'd force you pair to watch it. Now, I've got absolutely zero clue what you guys' preferences are in terms of romance movies. So I feel like this could be the episode where we're all so loved up and everybody loves everything about everything and we're going to have a wonderful time. Or you pair are going to be like, what's this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, So let me throw it to yours. Well, (laughs) the thing is, like, I watched it last night, right? And Lee was messaging us whilst I was watching it and was like, here's a list of uh, romantic movies that are my favourites. And I thought and probably said, oh, good idea. Uh, I'll write some down too, I thought. I probably didn't say that bit. I definitely thought it. So I did. So to give you an idea of, like, the romantic films that I enjoy, and these are more the romantic comedies. I mean, I like a good, you know, romance because... You know, who doesn't, apart from the, the cynical people that don't like them, of course. But <laughs> I like, so one of my like, favourites is When Harry Met Sally. Oh, me too. I love that. Oh, amazing. And You've Got Mail. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big Nora Ephron fan. So apart from a couple of her duds that she had in her filmmaking career, I'm a huge Ephron fan and love her essays and books. But I also love The Holiday, which I've already watched twice over <laughs> Christmas holidays. Working Girl, The Apartment, Bringing Up Baby, which is a Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant film, which, Lee, you might correct me if I'm not quite right here, but I think it is considered one of, if not the kind of first romantic comedy, screwball comedy film. Yeah, yeah. Definitely it's one of the earliest screwball comedies. Yeah, Whether yeah. I think it was referred, referred to as a, I certainly wasn't referred to as a rom-com, but it was probably a romantic seen as romantic comedy yeah yeah and then how to marry a millionaire my best friend's wedding overboard but the original one not the remake mm. just making that clear <laughs> and uh, i love the mirror has two faces which is a barbara streisand jeff bridges movie um so that's where i am with kind of romantic films romantic comedies um i guess some of those kind of hit all of the kind of notes you expect in a romantic film, you know, like they fall in love, he inevitably fucks it up, uh, realises it and then goes and sorts it out and fixes it. And they live happily ever after, mm-hmm. you know, unless one of them doesn't. Any love affair is going to end one of two ways. They're yeah. going to break up or somebody's going to die. Exactly. Because that's what happens in real life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> if, if it fails it fails and if it succeeds somebody dies exactly so beautiful <laughs> thankfully happy it, valentine's day everybody. happy valentine's day everybody <laughs> but in that in that little list of films none of those things happen which is uh which no one dies basically well no no well one that's because that's yeah because you're heavily into the, the rom-com um, i am rom-coms unless it's got a dog in it then the, the, mm. the rom-coms mm. tend to you know or the comedies tend to not yeah. have to commit death in generally for true. weddings and funeral a famous exception possibly but, yeah that's yeah. true and that's a good one too i do enjoy that too for weddings and a funeral that's a mm-hmm. that's a great film that i watched again recently for the first time in several years and 
I think watching that as more of an adult person rather than a sort of tween teenage person, it's a much funnier film. It's yeah. I mean, it's a film. It's much maligned, but yeah. I, and I haven't seen it for years and years and years. I don't think I've seen it since the cinema or maybe just after when it came out on video or DVD or whatever it was. It's not but one you're going to run after. Thinking it, it the funeral was a much more important part of the film than yeah. everything else. Properly <laughs> given credit for, you know. I think that the funeral's an, a really important part of that makeup. Then yeah. it's, it's there for a reason and it gives weight to the rest of the film. It's not just, you know, Hugh Grant standing in the rain, whatever. But um, but hey, but, yeah. this is before yeah, sunrise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, before sunrise. <laughs> but so that's like that's like my romantic comedy movie stuff. But yeah. so, Lee, what was your list? So my my list, because, yeah, I was just making a list of like what I consider big romantic movies for me or, or you know films where the romance really works for me and they are gross point blank which i think is probably the Brilliant. best date movie ever never made. seen it <gasps> fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna screw i know that's i'm sure that's on our list that's yeah. going to be my next choice. I'm spoiling that, it again. Right. That's my next All choice. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm writing that. Episode in 12, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So moving on from that bombshell. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Gross Point Blank, The Apartment, which you mentioned. Yeah. L.A. Story, which is a Steve Martin movie. Uh, a Very Long Engagement and Amelie, which are both um, French movies and are really, really good. A Very Long Engagement is set in World War one and amelie is like a, a fantasy mm, thing it's, yeah it's, it's like a um, more like a magical realism type yeah. thing yeah and then you've got true romance and some kind of wonderful now the the closest there to a proper romance with a capital r i think is probably the apartment and some mm-hmm. kind of wonderful uh all the others are other kinds of movies oh an la story i guess which is a a pure romance but yeah I, I tend to lean towards stuff that's the romance is a, is a part of the story but that's not the genre it is mm, so yeah. you know tr- although true romance has got romance in the title and it's it's definitely a love story it's also you know a thriller and an action mm. in and stuff like that you know yeah uh, but yeah but my experience because I've, I've never seen before sunrise but I was I've been very aware of it and it's kind of been on my kind of because it, it, when it came out in the 90s was when I started reading Empire magazine. And, and it was and it was a darling of Empire magazine at the time. And mm. um, there was a lot of that was a nice little harmony you had going there. <laughs> well done. Um, the, yeah, uh, there, there, was, there was an awful lot. I mean, I, I actually. It was funny when I was watching it, it got me thinking about kind of like art movies and art house movies and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about a film I'd watched uh, like in the 90s. I thought, well, what was that called? So I did a quick I did a quick Google trying to find the name of this this kind of art house introspective ensemble kind of anthology indie movie from the 90s. And there's a billion of them. <laughs> there was a, you know, there was it was a real like golden age, I guess, for indie cinema in the yes the the, you know, the very late 80s and through the yeah the early 90s i mean yeah. that was when tarantino appeared and mm-hmm. kevin smith who were the two big 
my big loves of kind of indie cinema who broke out for me. They those two spoke to me. We had Jim Jarmusch and Doug Lyman and Cameron Crowe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Paul Thomas Anderson, Ben Stiller, and um, Spike Lee, and Danny Boyle, and Gus Van Sant. All these guys went and all these all these guys, the independent scene just all all suddenly sprouted out out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and, and all kind of had these kind of ensemble. There was there was kind of like two flavors. There was the kind of the yuppie towards the end of the eighties. It was kind of like the yuppie uh, comedy indie movie, yeah. and you had like the slacker type, mm-hmm. the Kevin Smith and and like and uh, Linklater who did you know slacker and dazed and confused and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of really aware of it, but it wasn't really my um my kind of genre. I I didn't mm-hmm. really. Like, although I was the right age, I would have been when this came out. What was it? Ninety? What did we say? Ninety-five. So I'd have been twenty-five, which is pretty much the spot on the age, mm. I'd say, for the target age for this. So I was, if I'd have seen it then, I actually probably would have loved it to pieces. Yeah. Because I was uh-uh. really into <laughs> a touch of experimental cinema and and stuff like that, where it kind of played around with things and the fact that it's just like basically a two-hander. There's yeah. no real plot. It's it's essentially a string of sketches, really, a string mm. of monologues. Yeah. Oh, occasionally dialogues. So there's no real. You know, you know I was kind of watching it, <laughs> looking for clues that aren't there. You know? so, <laughs> mm. That's a very sinister look he just gave her there. Like it's going to turn into a thriller at the end. <laughs> It's you know, it, it was like you, it, yeah. It's it was like you waiting for the other shoe to drop or something. Yeah. So I'm watching this. At one point, she's talking about they actually they actually have a conversation where they're talking about who kills who more. Do men kill women more than mm. you know, or do yeah. women? I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 no, and that doesn't happen. This isn't what this film is about. And that so, she'd spoken to a psychiatrist about how she would kill her ex-boyfriend. Yes. So in my head, I'm thinking it's like Tales from the Crypt. Like, mm. we're supposed to believe he's going to go psycho. And then the twist at the end is she kills him. Knowing that there's two other movies. Yeah. <laughs> my brain is still looking for conventional plots. I think right? that was a thing, like, when I watched this, because when this came out, so I was 14 when this came out. So it was a little out of my... You know, peripheral to, to to see it, but the weird thing is, I've been aware of all three films, like the, the titles and um, the poster artwork. Mm. You know, I've I've been aware of those for years, but I've never gone anywhere near them, and no. I cannot explain why, other than it's case of, um, I'm not too sure. I'm that's my sort of thing, you know. I th- I think the poster is horrible. It is terrible. It's a terrible yes. poster. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't represent the film. No, at all. it's clearly selling. If you haven't seen it, the poster is basically just Julie Delpy lying back in Ethan Hawke's lap with yeah. him looking down with his floppy fringe. Yeah. With with a sunset <laughs> in the background. And that's which, basically it. Which it doesn't really I don't think it sells the film for what it is. And I guess that the way they sell it is the way they sell it. They don't you know, they want you to go and see it. They don't want to necessarily sell you the film that it is. They just want bums in seats. Yes. Which I, I get, but like when I was watching this, and we're gonna we'll, we'll crack into it properly, Stace, I promise. But like <laughs> when I was watching it, I was I was reminded of when I was studying like British cinema 
and mm. and touching on European cinema because I had a real I know it was all set in Europe and that but mm. it it did really have a European film style about it yeah 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 and that, yeah and, yeah definitely and that, and that whole and indie style because so you you could tell it was a low budget indie film and I did have to double check like this is this is indie film right this is an independent yeah. film and I I did just double check to not sound like a complete ass but um yeah I was watching it thinking yep you can tell and then I think for me also it was that feeling of I was waiting for proper structure I think mm. that's the thing so it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was so um it's not like it's a disjointed film it's not at all it's very um you know train of thought is running all the way through it yeah and it's very clever with its monologues and bits and bobs but it does almost feel like it's either ad-libbed a lot if or yeah imp- i mean or improv you know I, yeah i was convinced it was improv it, yeah it, it felt like they were just making it up it wasn't apparently it was very tightly scripted really scripted very heavily yeah. workshopped and they rehearsed it a lot and they knew so it's kind of like yeah, hats off because it really did feel felt like really, they, they were winging it. That yeah. felt very natural. And yeah, do you know what? I think that's the thing that really drew me to this film because one of the one of the issues I have with either romance movies generally or romance subplots in other genre movies mm. is that I struggle often to see how two people come together because yeah. in a lot of films, and I know it's hard, but yeah. in a lot of films, like especially when it's a subplot and not the main driving force of the movie, people get to spend so little time together that it feels like they go from naught to I would die for you in yeah, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that's so completely unrealistic. It's like, I mean, yeah. I hate to say this because I hate to admit that I've watched even a, a half of a movie and I swear to God it was only a half. But watching Twilight <laughs> and seeing fucking Edward going from like meeting Bella, who has the uh, personality of a limp leaf of lettuce, yep. and then immediately being like, I literally would end my immortal soul for you mm. in the space of like half a, half a minute. I was just like, no, I'm turning this off because this is like this is the part of the movie I don't believe. There's werewolves and there's vampires, and this is the part of the movie that I don't believe. <laughs> fucking yeah. stupid. Well, that's, um, with, well, that's, that's because glitter. yeah, vampires and werewolves, you can make your own rules up. Well, yeah, Human exactly. relationships and reactions, how people behave. Yeah, that you've got experience of that. You know how that works. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's why it always bothers me in like action movies when it's just like. I don't know, like Arnie turns up and scoops a woman up in his arms and like runs her out of a building and suddenly like, you know, cut to the epilogue and they're having babies together and it's Christmas. And you're like, what the fuck is this? So like one of the things I really leaned into with this movie, especially because they start the conversations so like shitty, awkward, small talk. (laughs) It's very sort of like natural early meeting a person like when I think back to the first few dates I went on with Rich god the absolute bollocks I spewed good god mm. I don't know how I managed to get him to put a ring on it to be honest <laughs> um so, so like that was one of the things I really enjoyed about it because it is just a movie that's like here's two here's two people falling for each other for an hour mm. and a half how about that? It, it is it, what, it, what it seemed to me was it's it's the meat cute from mm. from every other movie Mm-hmm. for the whole movie yeah. yeah so this this would have been one scene in uh a Nora Ephron movie or whatever you know it, it's it's basically the, the the road trip 
from the start of When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. But for the whole movie. And I, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, 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 OK, I, I like when people put these like what would be a single scene or even like an off off screen scene that you don't even see where, you know, between cuts and, and put a mi- microscope on it. And then you see the whole film there. So, by the way, I, I enjoyed it. Just, oh good just, oh thank just, god uh, i was really worried when you s- turn around. <laughs> but why i hated it was but no I, I i really enjoyed it well you worried me earlier when you said oh if i'd have seen this you know in 1995 yeah. i'd have probably loved it oh, and i thought yeah, well, I, mean, I, I like it now if i'd seen it <laughs> then i'd have gone fucking nuts for it do you know yeah. I, I, I think there's a big difference watching it as a 50 odd year old now yeah. I, I, yeah, I will. Be jadedly. Because now I'm looking back. I think if I'd have watched it as a 20 something, I'd have seen a lot. More. I saw a, a fair bit of myself in it as it is. Mm. But I think I'd, I'd have seen a lot more of myself um, at the time. Uh, and, I'd, and, I'd, and I would have been geared up for that kind of introspective, the type, mm. of, type of film it is, that it doesn't do any of the obvious. You know, the biggest kind of. Almost like movie like bit, the most cliche movie like bit is the bit where they get the free bottle of wine off the yes, oh, yeah, by the club, and that's not particularly you know, that's the most kind of romantic y kind of pushing the reality feel good moment, and it's a tiny little moment, mm. you know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I really, I really enjoyed it. The, the, it's like I said, I've been, I've been very aware of it. I'd, I've seen a bunch of films with Ethan Hawke in, but I'd, mm. I'd never seen this. I mean, I mean, I'd seen Ethan Hawke from when he was a kid, when he was in Explorers. Mm. So I, I, I've kind of dipped in and out of his career mm. all the way along. I, I don't think I've seen Dead Poet Society. Oh, I haven't. Have. Oh, we oh, also, it's lo- I, okay, we have, have to add that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he was in a film called The Midnight Clear, which is one of my favourite movies. It's, it's never uh, even heard of that. Yeah. That, yeah, I watched that at Christmas because it's a Christmas. It's a war movie set at Christmas, which mm. is really, really good. But no bug has seen it. <laughs> I've not um, heard of it. He did. He was in a film called Gattaca, yes. which, which was really good. He did a film called Predestination, which is another science fiction film. <laughs> that film's so stupid. <laughs> it's brilliant. Wow, it's stupid. And, uh, <laughs> and then just this. Was it this year or the end of last year? He was in Black Phone. Oh, the Black Phone. Yeah. Black Phone, which, yeah. Which is tremendous. It was this year because it's on my best films of the year. I haven't watched that one yet. It's on my list of things to watch. Yeah. Um, Black Phone. It's weird because I was watching it and thinking, why Why don't I see Ethan Hawke in more? Mm. Um, I think he's like, anyway, he can pro- maybe he can just be a bit hit and miss. But he's he's very good. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a really he good really actor. Him, he was great in Moon Knight. Um, yeah. And, oh, another film he was in that, again, is one of my never scenes. That will get people cussing. Is Training Day? I've not. I've, I've not seen that. that. I've not seen that. Okay, so that's, that's so, that could be a good one for us. So our mutual friend Jenny Hilblad uh, yeah. told me that she specifically watched that last year just to be on an episode of the Parlour because she felt like she needed to watch some um, some films to talk about. Yeah. And uh, and her partner apparently almost drop kicked her out of the window for not having watched it before. <laughs> so, well, she's seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's, no, she has seen nothing. She's the only person who's seen fewer films than you. <laughs> uh, it's because she's always drawing. <laughs> I know. I mean, thing is, she does, she has stuff on, but she got yeah, I don't, but I don't want anything good on because I don't want to be distracted because I'm, I'm working. You just want, yeah, so you she just will watch the noise. shittiest films. <laughs> 
And I'll go, you've watched that garbage, but you've not seen whatever, you know? But anyway. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say of this film, I didn't dislike it. I didn't mm. love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I need to watch it again because I'm very on the fence about it. Yeah. And I'm not, I, that's, I just have that, I don't know how I feel about you, but in saying that, I would like to see the other two films to see how yeah. the relationship evolves or changes or, or you know, just what happens mm-hmm. at the end. It's, basically, it's interesting trilogy. when we get to the end and spoilers, um, when we get to the end and they kind of part ways and the, the whole we'll meet up in six mm. months, six months. Yeah. And I knew there were two more movies coming and I was immediately bear in mind. This is what, 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. Uh, and I'm going, how dare you make sequels? <laughs> <laughs> you know, thought, yeah, because it's like, no, I, I like it being ambiguous. I really like that it, they've left it and that it. Oh, you know, definitely don't, don't watch the next one then. Because... Yeah, I don't want, I don't want the answers. I don't want <laughs> the answers mm. about I, whether I, they I... meet up again and whether, because it, it's one of those, one of the things I think it worked really well is it's one of those things that you can get lost in and you can appreciate the characters getting lost in. Yeah. They're, they're literally there's at one. I mean, at one point, um, Jesse, um, Ethan Hawke's character sort of says, you know, if if I was told now that I could I would have to marry you or never see you again, I'd marry you. And I can I can get them being like in that moment and just mm-hmm. going, yeah, we, we, we've kind of we've literally just had, you know, 10 hours together or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we want more of that. And then obviously the next day after he, thinking, what the fuck was I saying? kind of thing you know <laughs> just going Whoa. but um so I, I kind of i kind of like that it's a very it's a very grown-up movie it's, it's obviously a very you know intellectual you know it's it's all dialogue there's there's no you know slapstick or i think like. that's the thing isn't it that it is a grown-up romance mm. film yeah and it's it's and it's a real um I was trying to think of what the, the word to use to explain. It's kind of like a social, not a social experiment, but it's a real social view on relationships or a, a couple coming together, getting to know each yeah. other and travel. But actually spending that entire you know, rest of afternoon, evening into the early dawn, mm. just getting to know each other. Yeah. Without all, like you say, like some of the, the comedy or the slapstick interludes that you would get from the yeah. best friend or you know the yeah, ex-lover I mean, and that yeah there's i mean there's a little subset a subgenre of, of movies those kind of all in one night type yeah. movies where where the story takes part in one night stuff like american graffiti mm. and like in bruges i think maybe he's over like two nights mm. but um and then you've got um after hours and into the night and, and a bunch of these kind of films they're usually thrillers yeah uh, and i thought it was really interesting to have it be a relationship movie mm. you know and and it kind of it kind of surprised me a lot because i thought oh what they're going to do is they're going to save the kiss until the end yeah and then they don't they kiss about i think it's a, about a third of the way in maybe halfway in yeah you know, and i kind of oh well, that's that surprised me and it doesn't feel like it's a big it feels like a natural moment you think oh yeah a couple of 20 something year olds aren't going to wait to, to say goodbye to have a snug <laughs> they're, they're, they're yeah. literally yeah. waiting for the moment they can get away with it you know at what, yeah. point, yeah. at what point can I make a move you know I mean I, I just I even found the beginning of the film interesting mm. and for like a couple of reasons it, it 
it does, like you say, use a few elements of meet cutes or bits and pieces from perhaps other romantic films, mm. like when Harry met Sally, which opens with couples discussing their relationship, how they met and mm. how they got married. And you get this. They're on a train. This is how they meet. So start of the movie, how the how um, the couple meet um, Jesse, Ethan Hawke and Celine, uh, Julie Delpy. So they're just passengers on a on a busy train. Well, actually, it's not that busy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but you just hear these other the German couples or a German husband and wife having a massive argument. Yeah. <laughs> just. And what I found interesting was they didn't subtitle it. Do you know what? I yeah. love that about it because I part like of me, that. yeah, I don't, I don't really want to know what what it is they're arguing about, and I like the fact that that's sort of like a little Easter egg for anyone who speaks German. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. You know, I, I did want to, I did try and check the subtitles, <laughs> and they go, yeah. oh, no, I don't need to know. It doesn't matter. I don't need to know. Okay, yeah. as long as I don't need to know, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's like body language. She is not amused, and he is exasperated, yeah. and they go off and then come back. Da da da. I thought, I thought it was quite nice. Obviously, you know that you know going in that it's about how this couple meet mm. um and i thought that we kind of seen like and presumably we've seen like an end of a relationship that yeah. kicks off the start of another relationship which i just thought was a nice little there's uh, a lot of um sort of little touches like that that i really enjoy like um towards the start when they first start chatting uh they're talking about he has this idea for like a tv show where he wants to just like follow somebody around for 24 hours and just mm. have it like live stream he's talking about big brother pretty much but just out yeah. in the world <laughs> as opposed to being like in a house and she goes on a bit like how like nobody would want to watch that that sheet and uh <laughs> Like she's like, who who wants to watch like twenty three hours and like fifty seven minutes of boring and then like two minutes of sex and and then some sleep, um, but like they're having this conversation about like he's very interested in other people's lives, and then throughout the film, like almost every time they go to a new location, there's like a a good chunk of the film that's just dedicated to looking at the people who are already there and just mm. seeing little teeny slithers of their lives and sometimes it's in languages we can understand and sometimes it's completely not and it's not subtitled and that i love that as a little thread yeah. through it because yeah. it's like this film tells you up top no this is just going to be a normal like a slice of life hour and a half and it keeps telling you all the way through like if that's not your bag this ain't going to be for you because like yeah, yeah. Yeah, look yeah. at this guy look at that guy it's, it's um, very interesting that again to try and get out of that mindset because it, i think what I was saying before about you know having these indie movies come out in the nineties, we don't get those anymore. There doesn't seem to be a market place for those anymore. Mm. So in the nineties, you'd be you know as a film goer, you'd be you'd be prepared for that. There's a whole ton of that mm. kind of you know like say looking at like Clark's for example is similar to that sort of thing, but more of a comedy. Clearly more you know of a gross out comedy. Um, so it's it's really strange watching it now. Um, and having to kind of flush your brain of those kind of expectations and trying to second guess where the plot's going and, and trying to spot the clues for the murder that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <by it. laughs> yeah. And, and all that kind of conventional stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I was kind of uh, really enjoying that. And it was kind of nice revisiting that kind of film that I, I've not watched for, not seen for a good long time because those tend not to get made so much it's true um, yeah and i because i had a little look at what else the director had done mm. um and you mentioned it earlier and 
I hadn't realised it was the same director who did Dazed and Confused, which yeah, is, yeah. A, is a really lauded film because it also yeah. started a lot of different actors' careers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got it and I tried watching it and I got a little bit bored and stopped. But yeah. <laughs> I do want to go back to it again and watch it. Because um, I've, I've said this before, sometimes I want to go back and watch something I've switched off because I want to see what like what all the fuss is about. What am I not getting? Yeah. What am I missing? Well, I think sometimes it depends on your mood going in as well, because I, yeah. I feel like if I'd have seen this film and I was like during one of my depressions, for example, I think I'd have just been like, no, I can't see this couple in love. I don't want it. Get out of my eyes. I don't mm. want to see this. But instead, I was seeing it sort of during lockdown when I was feeling like very nostalgic for being out and about and yeah. <laughs> yeah, wandering yeah. around and doing things on trains. Oh, look at, and look at the beautiful and... scenery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it yeah. was really beautiful too. Oh God, People, like the whole film is gorgeous. It Everybody, is, yeah. Good yeah. Lord, it's so lovely. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it as well was um, it really gives you that sort of like early dating kind of like nostalgia, like romance twinge. Because like there's a bit where they um, they go to like a record store and they go into yeah. a booth and listen to some yeah. music together, and it is intensely awkward. But it's yeah. like I love that because it's like. Like I say, when I first met Rich, like we were, um, he used to make me CDs of thing of music that he liked and, and like give them to me to have a little listen to. And like it reminded me of that. It was like so romantic and sweet and cute, but also slightly awkward because what if you fucking hate it? Because um, <laughs> like what if you just like all of your music taste is bad, sir? Um, well, I, what I thought was funny about that scene was I wasn't sure what we were supposed to think about the the, the song that was playing. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like a strange. I th- I think Linklater likes it. I think we're supposed to like. Because I'm Linklater, what the fuck is this thing they've put on? Yeah. yeah. And I'm almost I'm looking at them, and almost like I'm in the scene with them. Like I'm I'm looking at them, thinking, is it okay for me to laugh? Are they gonna <laughs> laugh? Are they gonna do a big snort or or what? You know? And like it, that just feels very natural with them, where they don't mm. know where to look and they don't know where to react, and they. Don't, you can tell. Well, you know, again, I might be projecting, but you feel like one of them wants to say this is awful, but they <laughs> want to say it in case the other person's really liking it, or oh, yeah. one of them say I really likes it and doesn't want to say it in case the other person's hating it. And, and it's and I thought, yeah, I totally get that. Where you, 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 you you're doing that to get to know somebody, mm. but also you don't want to tip your cards and let yeah. them know how you're thinking about it in case they disagree and it all just fucking crumbles it's <laughs> it's it's interesting to me how relatable i find this movie considering the fact that it's like two fucking absolute drop dead gorgeous people yeah. swanning about in the beautiful bits of europe which is like yeah. literally never been my life but <laughs> but like it, like when i watch it there's yeah there's so much of like like i say like that early sort of fluttery romance you know like because like not to not that I'm ragging on you know my marriage because my marriage is pretty fucking sweet thanks but like when you first start dating someone when it's all like exciting and new and like oh god I'm gonna see Rich today (laughs) I'm blushing like it's such a it's like such a specific 
feeling and this this whole film makes me feel that again like all the way through on their behalf i found myself so many times just like grinning at the telly and i'm like what am i doing like they can't see me like nobody nobody cares but i'm so happy for them yeah (laughs) i I didn't quite i'm not i'm not quite on but it's interesting that's how you you know you bring yourself to it so Mm. i i'm i'm on i'm on i was on, on tender hooks through the whole thing going this where does this fall apart where you know careful what you say He's looking, and like there was, there was a moment where he's again, where, where every time she looks away, he kind of stares at her, mm. and and I'm going, oh, that's a bit sinister. <laughs> and then there's a bit later on where she, I think where they're doing the fake phone call thing. Oh, where it's so stares, cringe. And she yeah. says something about, I really like it how he stares at me when I'm not looking or when I look away. And yeah. that was like a real click moment, going, oh, she likes it. It's okay. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> she, a lot of knows. There's a lot of that throughout the film. So, like, I wrote down in my notes a handful of bits where I was like, I would have left at this point because he's being weird. Mm. But then later in the movie, she reveals that, like, she specifically sat next to him on the train when she moved away from the German couple because yeah. she'd spotted him and she thought, hello, I- I- maybe I'd like to chat that up. Um, and that, <laughs> that, to me, makes it makes a lot of it the other bits less predatory because, like, I do think it's very weird. There's, like, a bit where they get on, like, a... Um, metro type you know tram car type thing and they start playing like a 20 questions and his first question to her is like um you know like describe to me like your first sexual feelings or something and I was like if he'd have been the one to to, like if 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 he'd have been the one to initiate everything then that is such a fucking weird question and I'd have been (laughs) like oh look at the time I've got to leave on an unrelated matter and then I would have fucking scarpered like no one's business um but because she specifically wanted to go and sit there and to engage with him then it makes me feel better about the rest of the movie because the first time I saw it that got my hackles up I was like oh no yeah I mean there's there's red flags (laughs) going up all over the place yeah with, (laughs) with, with him I thought and I then was waiting a... for him to fuck up, to be honest. Yeah. I was waiting for him to fuck up and for her to storm off through Vienna somewhere <laughs> and next yeah. section of the movie, him trying to track her down and find her and apologise. Yeah. That's mean, what I was expecting. I, I mean, I read up a bit about it and, it, and I mean, it's based on like a real event from Linklater's life where yeah. he, he he was in a toy shop and he got chatting to the girl behind the counter and they just kind of hit it off. And he, he said he did a thing that he never did does before because he's really not shy and he just wrote a note saying do you want to hang out with me after you finish and she went yeah okay so and that's what they did he went and picked her up and they went and just spent the night just hanging out and just having these deep conversations and stuff like that and um and i thought yeah i can we've all had me we might not have had that specific moment because i've certainly never chatted anybody up in a shop but certainly that moment where you meet somebody for the first time and you suddenly hit it off and you just mm. have these mm. four hour conversations. And you realise, oh, shit, we've not had anything to eat. We've not, <laughs> I've not had a wee or anything like that. We've just <laughs> I mean, we haven't moved. I, I did have a relationship like that once. Um, I, I met a guy who I used to work with and we just hit it off just talking. Mm. Just talk. We talked about books we were reading, so literature, films, music. And then just day to day things. And before we even started kind of dating, we exchanged numbers. So we'd phone each other or text and the phone calls could end up being two to three hours long. Yeah. You know, just just talking about all sorts. And, and, and sadly, that relationship didn't last or work out, which mm. was my doing. But um, it's 
yeah, it's interesting when you do find those people. And although I knew that that relationship was not going to, to work out or be the one, it was a lovely feeling and moment of time mm. whilst it was. So I can understand like with Stace, you're reflecting with like, like, like a grin, mm. you know, what, watching this film and reflecting on that feeling of what it was like first dating rich. And I mean, people will, will perhaps silly call it silly. That's not a word. Um, ridiculously call it like the honeymoon period yeah. of a relationship. And I get why they do that, but I don't think that's fair to that feeling and moment in time of a relationship either. Um, almost sort of makes a joke of it in a way, mm. but it's, yeah, I, it's funny you saying that just reminded me of that relationship and this quite, this film kind of echoes it a bit as well. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a nice, happy memory. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, mm. oh, I'm so depressed now. Because <laughs> um, it was a lovely relationship whilst it lasted. And it was a lot like this, just sitting around chatting, you know, going, mm. to the, going into a cafe at like, I don't know, half 10, 11 in the morning and not leaving till about three in the afternoon when they want to shop. Mm. Because all we've done is chat. <laughs> The, um, the one thing about the film, though, that does sort of s- stick with me a bit is, and I was saying this to Rich the first time we watched it, is that it definitely, watching it now, I feel like, I mean, I couldn't have watched it in 95 because I was only 10 and I'd have been like, what the fuck is this shit, lads? Come on. <laughs> uh, why are we watching this? Um, there's no like, ninjas in this. There's all. no turtles. Where are all the turtles? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a, t- like, just to, you know, belay the fact that we're uh, recording this well in advance, I am wearing a Turtles Christmas jumper right now, but that's neither hither nor thither. Um, <laughs> I, what, what I find interesting about watching it now, sort of modern-wise, mm. is, um, and I don't know whether this is a reflection of, like, society in general or if it's literally just me and my intense paranoia, but I can't imagine ever striking up a conversation with a stranger and wanting to follow that up. Because, because I yeah. am so intensely paranoid. I mean, I've had it happen where weirdos have talked to me and tried to follow me home and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I am a thousand percent not about just randomly picking up a partner. Yeah. Um, so, like, and I find it interesting now watching this because obviously, um, you know, with like online dating and stuff, like, that's something that a lot of people would probably not bat an eyelid at. Whereas for me, it's a little bit jarring to see two people yeah. just start talking on a train and then be like, fuck it, let's spend the day together. Well, it's a, <laughs> it's a real, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's strange looking back because like 95 sounds, feels really modern to me. Mm. That feels like a te- contemporary, like, story, a contemporary film. Mm. But yeah. there's so much difference, society, what, societarily? Is that a word? Socially. <laughs> <laughs> Is right. Societally, yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it, you know, clearly this is pre-internet, pre-mobile phones, and pre, you know, pre-social media. Mm. Um, and I just imagine how different you wouldn't be able to really make this film in the same way. In that they'd literally just what you know. <laughs> oh, they'd be leaving, and they'd be like, "Do you want to follow I, me on Twitter? I've added yeah. you on Facebook. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. That kind of whole thing about them going off and. You know that they haven't got mobiles like now mm. they'd split up and they'd still be talking. Yeah. As he's on he's on his train and she's on her train, it wouldn't be the end of that day. There'd be no break to it at all. So mm. it, you you literally have to compress it down to be like an hour and a half rather than being like a whole night. You'd have to compress it down to be like an hour and a half of their life in real time, where mm. 
because that's the only time you really wouldn't feel good enough about swapping numbers or or contact details of some description yeah yeah um, but but yeah I, I just thought it was really interesting to see it as that little because you don't feel good like feel i don't feel like the 90s is like a period movie stuff i don't i get you know like there's been a few movies that like flashbacks to the 90s like captain marvel and stuff like that and they treat mm. the 90s like it's like the 60s <laughs> like yeah, it, like it's a, yeah. It, hey look at all the fashion look at the music <laughs> look at the cars no look at, that's now what you what the fuck <laughs> that well i mean that is true because right now fashion is very 90s again mm. but i get what you mean because if you show me 80s stuff that feels nostalgia nostalgic i want to go back to that mm. i watched this last night and you're right it's 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 very 90s and it's starting and looking everything, but it does feel like yesterday. It doesn't feel like it was no. 21. I mean, and the real shocker is when you see kind of, I mean, not not that this sounds like an insult, but I don't mean it. When you see like Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy now, yes. and you go, oh, it's like suddenly they've aged 30 years. Well, like, this is this is one of the things that um. <laughs> and they've aged well, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The um the actual the actual trilogy. So the like not to give too much of spoilers but the actual trilogy is the they're set in like the years that they come out kind of thing um and so the second one i feel like it's something like like nine years after that yeah and then and then before midnight is about 10 years nine or 10 years after that um so like when (laughs) when me and rich put this on the other day because rich watched this with me he loves this film as well um when we put it on the other day, he was like, do you know what depresses me about this? He says, it's the fact that I know that the trilogy of movies takes place over like, you know, a couple of decades. And yeah. yet 1995 was only three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not wrong. <laughs> what me was the third one came out 10 years ago. So there should have been another, you know, a fourth uh, There should, there should have been another one this year. One. Yeah. yeah, there so, should have been one this year. So I'm like, so, I feel like so far behind well, it's on, the, on I think that's the thing, because when I looked at the um, release dates of the, 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 the two other films, I thought to myself, yeah, it wasn't six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't meet. I, but I had a feeling, you know, watching the end of the movie when they say, yeah, let's meet again. Six months. I'm like, they're not going to meet in six months. They they might meet in a year or two. Yeah, I you know, it's funny when I said five years, I thought that's too long. That's yeah. not going to be five years. That's too long. And, yeah, and then yeah. we said a year, I went, that's right. And that's then, right. No, let's yeah. do six months. I thought no, that's stick with soon. a year. A year six, is good. Six, yeah. yeah, six months is too soon. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 can second guess that and just yeah. go. A year sounds about right. You know. Okay, did I blink and miss it? Did they have sex in the park? They definitely yeah. did. Yeah, they boned in a park. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That's, that's fine. Although I, it's, it's ambiguous. That's what two, I thought. Two, her clothes are different, and basically it goes from middle of the night to daylight. Mm. So you you skip over clearly sometimes past there. That's and, what, I and what I thought was funny is you don't actually get to see the sunrise. Yeah, yeah. It's the new day again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, I assume they're screwing during sunrise. Yeah. But, I mean, good luck to them, you know. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, I'm not a sexy person as it is in, like, I don't mean that as in I'm not sexy. Well, yes, I do. But, uh, like, the idea of sex on the ground 
in a park is so completely foreign to me. Like, it just feels like it'd be, like, dirty and there'd be, like, twigs and that poking in you. Like, it just seems like the worst. I was going to say, it just feels they're, they're hygienic. They're not, they're not, like, you know, <laughs> it's not like the they're on the, the beach. Woods. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but they, they, what if you get, that's how you get ants. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get ants in your pants and then that just leads to very uncomfortable I, it's know. like when you see people like canoodling on the beach in movies and i'm just like sand oh, everywhere yeah. <laughs> and that's, sand yeah, shapes fantasy yeah, oh we, my god uh, absolutely not yeah. But yeah, they burned in a park, Jenny. Don't yeah, don't you worry about it. I was like, did they? They must have done. I reckon they did. They look like they've had sex. <laughs> well, it gets to a point. It gets to a point where you think like everywhere's closed. Like, what else are you gonna do with your time? Because you can't. Because <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, if I if feasibly, if I like wasn't with Rich and I bumped into some rando or hit it off with, could I entertain them in Birmingham overnight? <laughs> and I thought, no, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah like, it'd be the same though. It's like if this was if we swap Vienna for London, right? Yeah. How much of there would be to do in London after midnight? Do you know London, what I mean? London's probably got more going on than than Birmingham. Okay. I feel like it'd get to a point in Birmingham where like like about two in the morning where pretty much everything's closed and it's like yeah. I guess we're just gonna sit on top of the bull outside the bull ring for the rest of the four hours. <laughs> I, it's yeah. gonna be cold on your arsehole by I the way. Th- You're I getting is, hemorrhoids. Yeah, I think you have to get away with it being um it's Vienna, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I nearly said Venice and I thought, no, it wasn't Venice, they didn't get wet. Or did well. they? No drink. <laughs> or so, did I? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know Vienna, but I think it, no. yeah, if that had been, say, New York or, or London or yeah. something, or Birmingham even, there'd be drunks and shit everywhere. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. where would you, I guess, I assume Vienna's a bit quieter, but I get, you know, but I don't know. So. Exactly. Yeah, so, but um, but yeah, it it just seems. I mean, it might. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. It could be as much of a fantasy representation of Vienna as, say, Notting Hill is of London, or sure, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I did think to myself, you know, in, in the morning, um, when they're sat by the, I think it was a waterfall they were sat at, um, you know, which is basically what the poster is image is mm. taken from, isn't it, with her head in his lap. Not that way, guys. Don't be filthy. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. Just sort of lane. But it did occur to me, like, it must be quite amazing to be in such a place, like a large city, and it just to be, you to be the only ones that you're aware of that are there and awake and seeing it all, like, seeing, seeing, like, a big city like that awaken all around you, which to me is, is like, you know, me being an old, silly old romantic um, sort of thing. I, I think I, I would. Have, I would I, just get anxiety. About it. <laughs> I, I was going to say. I think I would have found that romantic before a having seen Twenty Eight Days Later and b um, lockdowns. Yeah, the first fair. the first time I had to go into the office during lockdowns to get my new laptop so I could actually work from home was the eeriest fucking thing <laughs> I hated it I was like no one's here and it's creepy. <laughs> um, Whereas I suppose, though, if you've seen people bustling around and like a, a terrible apocalyptic event hasn't actually happened before your eyes, you probably wouldn't be rid of yeah, the I, anxieties. <laughs> yeah, and I guess being with somebody who's new to the, the city as well, you're 
you're, you're both kind of out of your depth, really. Well, yeah. this is one of the things that would have get. So if I was in this position, which I absolutely wouldn't be because I wouldn't have spoken to a stranger to begin with, mm. yeah. I'd have just put my headphones in and pretended I couldn't hear him at all, yeah. <laughs> even though he was wearing quite nice knitwear. Um, although it did have a hole in the shoulder, I've noted. Um, yeah, designer my, hole, though. Desi- yeah, designer hole, sexy hole. Um, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. getting that sexy shoulder out a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> the uh no but what like one of the things that i found like like i would be so riddled with anxiety in this situation because i get very worried about deciding what we're going to do now this is yeah. even with people that i am very close look jenny will know this because of how indecisive i was when i visited her that once and she's never invited me back so i think <laughs> i think she tweaked you are um, back anytime <laughs> just saying that people face welcome back here anytime <laughs> Um, just that I have two dogs and she's scared of dogs. That's I am ter- terrified of dogs. I'm sorry. Um, but like I put a lot of stock in wanting people to like me or being useful to people or just generally making people happy. Mm. Uh, that's where my self-worth comes from, which I realise isn't self-worth at all. But <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> stop psychoanalyzing me, podcast <laughs> listeners. Um, so like the idea of just wandering around and being like, should we go in here is terrifying to me because I'm like, what if we go in here and it's the worst time we've ever had? And that's my fault. <laughs> so like the, the mean- pressure that would have put me under i'd have just been like i'll go wherever you want to go where are we going you're deciding yeah yeah if that had been my life it'd be what you want to do i don't know what you want to do i don't know what you want to do i don't know what you want to do that would be me. Where, do, where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't mind. I'll eat anywhere. What about yeah, the No, not there. <laughs> it'd be two hours of us standing in a station going, yeah. well, oh. you pick something. Well, I don't know. I've never been here. I don't know what's what. And See, it would have been over within about half an hour. Mm. I would have been like that. But my anxiety would have been, do you know what? I'm in a place I don't know. I don't understand. I probably I'm don't lost. have the language. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't want to go further than the train station because I won't be able to find my way back to the train yeah, station. Yeah, exactly. Let's that would be me. And then the Marion's like, I don't know fucking where we are. How do we get yeah. back? And then we just be panic stations trying to find out way back. I, I once went to London by myself. I don't often travel on my own because I get pretty bad travel anxiety anyway. But I went to London by myself to go to London Film and Comic Con to meet Kevin Eastman. And I was very excited and I planned my journey like meticulously, nobody's business. And I got to the Olympia and I met Kevin Eastman and it was wonderful. And he complimented my turtle's dress and we had a photo together and my boobs looked massive and weird in the photo. And it's really off-putting, but anyway. And then I left the Olympia and I got to the overground station and the overground had stopped running for reasons I can't remember and Um, I shit myself because I was like I don't know where else to go from here how do I get back to Houston oh my god and I just started walking and I don't know where I was going and my phone was almost dead because I've been walking around a con for like three hours yeah. mm-hmm. just trying to kill time for my train and I'll tell you what I've never been more scared in my life I did get back to Houston and I did get home though so it was okay in the end oh, no, but I, I had similar. oh thank god I thought oh, you were going to tell us you were a ghost I'm a ghost <laughs> I've got a ghost all at that do you and know I what if that, had, if that had been the twist at the end of this movie it's like Ethan Hawke's a ghost he wasn't even there <laughs> I love this film, folks. I, I, I just, I just do. I think it's sweet and lovely. And the only bit, there's two bits that I don't much like. One of them is for a very stupid reason. When they first get there, uh, in a fit of neither of us want to decide anything, they go and ask two random dudes, like, "What's, what's worth doing here?" In, and the one guy's glasses. 
are perched as such upon his nose that they always look like they're going to fall off. I'm demonstrating with my own glasses. None of you's can see. Um, and, and they always look like they're going to fall off. And he, he gestures with his head a lot. And all the time I'm thinking, push them up, push them up your nose, push them up, put, yeah. just just push them up. Just 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 put just a little, just think, just and I, that I find very distracting. And then the other bit I don't like is when they have a short conversation about feminism and I don't know how I feel about either of their points. Because <laughs> yeah. um, she's... That, it's the 90s. So yeah, it's, it's the 90s, that's yeah. Where it starts to, um, although there's a, that, I think that's the bit where they talk about... He talks about, um, like, women want to get like to get men killed. And he d- tells a story about if I'm walking down the street with my girlfriend and there's a couple of rowdy guys. Yeah, And yeah. I'll ignore them and carry on. And then the girl will turn around and go, hey, and start causing trouble. And it's like, well, you're not the one who's going to get beaten up and blah, blah, blah. Mm, and yeah. then, but that, uh, then she counts that with a really good point it's almost thrown away it's like a me too point where she says yeah but i think men kill women a lot more often yeah and 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 like it's a it's a very tiny little line but it it but it's it's an interesting bit because that there's a lot of scenes where it feels like it could have gone south yeah yeah one of the things i liked about it is it feels like he's really trying too hard or he's 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 trying to be funny or he's trying to be witty or he's trying to be deep and he's going to blow it if he's not careful mm. uh, and he's always on that edge of is he a dick or is he clever you know he's, is he <laughs> i often wondered that is he just a dick <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, is it, or is he just you know is, yeah. is he doing what i do is you're desperate to try and be funny or yeah. trying to be interesting so you're saying the first thing that comes into your head that sounds mildly clever or witty. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day you go, what the fuck did I say that for? <laughs> what oh, did no. I say? I wanted to cut her ears off. That's that was the opposite funny. of charming. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I, did, I liked about it is it didn't do the kind of the Bill Murray thing where mm. he's an arsehole, but she likes him anyway because yeah. he's kind of witty and he does a you know that kind of thing he's, she, he's kind of genuinely kind of awkward and not he's not super smooth yeah and yeah, she'd sort of call him on it sometimes sexual. too as well like mm. it, not all the time but on occasion I felt like she kind of called him on his bullshit yeah 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 a yeah. few times too. I liked I did, I did really like the bit when she mocks him a bit because like when he's when they're on the ferris wheel and like the sun's setting and then they end up having a kiss and then a bit later she's like oh yeah Mr Romance oh look at this sunset it's so pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's just like really taking the piss out of me I thought it was very I mean, funny uh, I think Link let us say because okay going back to a story I started an hour a fucking ago he was <laughs> when he and he wrote it based on the, his own life he thought well I, I this is a two-hander and I can write the guy but I don't want it to be your standard where the, the girl's just his object of desire through the whole yeah. So he brought on um, Kim Krizan, if that's pronounced right, uh, who, who co-wrote it. And apparently also uh, Hawk and Delpy rewrote it an awful lot mm. through um, through the workshops and, and stuff like that. Some of the apparently some of the, my favorite lines were apparently written by. Uh, Delpy, she did the um the, the stuff about God is exists in the spaces between people, which I yeah. thought was a, a brilliant little bit of dialogue and a bit of thought. And I think uh, the I think she came up with the the poetry of day to day life. Oh, life. I love that. I wrote that down. Mm. Yeah, I um, love that. But uh, and I and I think it really shows. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff about oh well, you know, 
uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism from certain parts of fandom about women, you know, directors and creators doing, you know, getting the gigs, movie gigs and stuff like that, just because mm. and all that. But the, I think this is the sort of thing where you can actually point it and go, that's the difference. Mm. Yeah. That line oh. wouldn't be there if a guy had wrote it because he wouldn't. He wouldn't I, think I can't that. imagine what that move, what this movie would be like if it was solely written by men. Yeah. Like I feel like it wouldn't be anywhere near as like soft and awkward. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, and I think, and also, you know, kind of like with with uh, Celine's character, she's got her dodgy moments as well yeah you know? oh, well it's like you were saying you know it's, it is very natural it feels like two real people mm. saying things and like what i like about it is the fact that they do feel real so they do say things like you were saying earlier lee they, they they're clearly saying things sometimes that they don't necessarily fully believe but they think is the best thing to say in that moment yeah. to impress the other one um mm. and like obviously it gets more sort of like natural and flowy as the yeah. as the film goes on what i did really like is when they <laughs> when they're doing their goodbyes towards the end before they decide to see each other again i think i can't remember if she says it to him or he says it to her but <laughs> they're just like have a great life because <laughs> yeah. they don't they don't think they're going to see each other again and yeah. i was just like god imagine having like a night like that and then being like well i guess that's the end of that chapter and yeah, just closing the yeah book. i mean cause, god. yeah it, it's interesting because one of the things i kind of liked and disliked about it is there's no sense of a ticking clock. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we know, you know, they, they set at the start, well, I need to be, this is as how long we've got. I need to be back at the train station. I think it's 12 hours or something like that, but I need to be back at the train station for this. So we've got until then, and we know that's the end point. And there's no, you know, other, I think, you know, another way of doing it would be having a lot of, it's now 9 p.m., now it's 10 p.m. and this yeah, is where they are. Yeah. And then you get the sense of urgency of time's running out. Mm. And and they only really introduce that literally right before, well, you know, or at the train station, you really get the sense of now they're on the clock, you know? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but one, like I say, no, it didn't have that kind of tension, but it's not supposed to have that kind of tension. That's not what this film is about. It's literally not about those conventional kind of, you know, dramatics, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but what it but what it does that I also liked at the same time and I realise is completely contradictory, is that it's it it's almost like they step out of their lives for this twelve hours. I think there's a line about something like we're gonna I can't remember what the exact line was. I wish I'd written it down about we need to step out of real time or we're gonna step out of real time. And then at the end, I think they say something. Oh, we're back in real time now or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it is mm-hmm. like they literally just step out of their lives. And I think that kind of almost forgives a lot of like you were saying about, well, I wouldn't do this and wouldn't do that. And would you do this? Because they're literally giving themselves permission to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think there is a touch of the fantasy thing where I think there would be in real life, there'd be a heavy. Maybe now, but probably then as well. Um, about of, is this guy going to gonna murder me at any point? You know, <laughs> do we want to yeah. stay public at all yeah. times? that kind of you know but you can't and that's the only real fantasy element to it i think where you you just have to go with okay yeah but we don't want her to be twitchy and nervous yeah assume safety it's a glass kind of thing you know i kind of i have to agree with the description because i watched this through uh prime amazon prime streaming Mm. and i have to agree with the description it gave to it that it is a modern day brief encounter 
and yeah. it is it absolutely is a modern day brief encounter film yeah um but i i was when we got to the end and you had um celine on the train settled yeah. down and, and moving away and you had jesse on his uh bus heading towards the uh airport I did, it's weird because it, it just had me thinking of um, the graduate, the ending of the graduate. Yeah. And of course, the difference being at I've the not end. Seen that. I've only seen snippets of it, so I can't tell you that I've seen all of it. But yeah. I, I know the ending where they're sat on the, the bus at the end and it, it, they're looking away from it. It's just like, oh, fuck, have I made a mistake? Mm. But whereas it's, it's, our, it's almost two... that kind of oh, Casablanca, that kind of yeah, that kind of they go their own ways. They they're not together at the end. That kind no, of no, but you can from the... and you can see from their faces that they've had the best time. They've enjoyed themselves mm. immensely. They don't regret anything. Yeah, they're looking forward to perhaps rekindling that again in six months' time. Although yeah, you know we we get this sense I, that it probably won't be yeah, six I months. Think, yeah, I my my feeling on it, and it's kind of I don't know how it's going to work because I don't know the where where the sequels are going to pick up. So, but um, but my feeling is that you you kind of wouldn't at six mm. months you kind of wouldn't you kind of you, that's enough time for you to go well that was nice and that's that would be crazy to go back and yeah. try and do it again. At twelve months you might do it. You know, at twelve months I can make excuses and just, this could be my holiday for this year. And yeah. I could just be yeah. going there anyway. And what the hell? It's six months. That's a mission you're going to have to go on. Um, which would be the plot. If this, you know, if this was a conventional rom-com, that would be the main plot of the movie. And this movie would be the first 10 minutes. Yeah. If you know what I mean, the main plot would be his road trip to go back to meet her, to see if she's there, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, so, sorry, I interrupted. No, it's not. I was going to say, so Stace, like your first niggle was the the two guys in the note, his glasses on his nose. <laughs> yeah. What was your second niggle? Uh, it was the feminism conversation it was, because oh, I just think it's, it's it's just yeah. a bit awkward and it feels a bit like it's trying to be clever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what it's trying to say about yeah. either mm. of the characters. Um, yeah. but like, um, to Lee's point and and like you know thinking of the sequels what i would say is lee if you don't if you like the ambiguity of the ending do not watch the other two but what i will say well, is I'm that there's, there's clearly there won't be any if the, not even if there's like if there was one film but the clearly there's two so there's obviously a, a whole life yeah there. the so, um the third one is my favorite that's a five star stace movie that is yeah wow. um okay. so yeah so i i would recommend watching all three especially yeah. now that you've said you like these because i was very worried you were going to be like tell me what happens in the second and third because i'm i don't I want to ever have to watch I'll, them I'll and i would have had to have said to you i'm really sorry but it's been about two years since i've watched it because <laughs> me and rich watched them in like three days we just yeah. we just blitzed the three of them we're like Woof, let's do that yeah, yeah. Um, well i what i nearly did just play straight on with the sequels hmm. but i thought no i don't want to record this with yeah, that, no, that kind would, of yeah. knowledge no it would definitely it would, definitely I mean, i'm trying so hard and i i feel bad now because i didn't realize i was spoiling it when i said that they were setting the years they came out but i totally was yeah you did you did shock me so i think i would have picked that up <laughs> already that it was Phew. <laughs> I, I get that they were it, that it moved on so but um, i don't know whether it picks up and they're 
you know, had a relationship and they you know, fell apart mm. and then they they meet up again. Coincidentally, you know, mm. when Harry met Sally style. Yeah. Kind yeah. of whatever. I, whatever. I would uh, I would recommend you go and you watch the other two because I, th- I just think they just get better. I think um, I, I will watch the other two. Because what I watched after this last night was uh, the Disney Touchstones, The Three Musketeers, which, funnily enough, had Julie <laughs> Delpy in it, and I completely forgot she was in it. Well, uh, here's, here's a weird thing, right? I thought I hadn't seen any movies with Julie Delpy in. Yeah. I was watching it thinking, oh, I must make a point that this is my first Julie Delpy movie, because I feel like I should have seen, and she's a famous actress, I should have seen her and stuff, but I've not. And then I sort of checked her imdb and went oh no i've seen the three musketeers i've seen killing zoe i've seen american werewolf in paris for fuck's sake terrible film oh gosh and, i've not and, seen any of those so this might be these three might be my only julie delphi movies <laughs> <laughs> and apparently she's in age of ultron which i i don't know oh, okay i've definitely seen that but i don't so, yeah any. so um but yeah I, the fact that she was in and we and obviously we've talked about um american werewolf in paris and i yes not Put it's the fact that she was in that at all which just i think that's more of a comment on the movie than, than oh yeah because she's oh, yeah. wonderful in this she yeah, is she's and, a, she's and honestly i would just i i did not of course remember her in three musketeers because she was only really a small part of that film mm-hmm. so for me it was like watching this was being introduced to her as an actress um you know first time first ever and i didn't i was like you lee i looked at her imdb and i thought I haven't seen really any of those, so I couldn't possibly, well, apart from American Werewolf in Paris, but it was terrible and I don't really remember yeah. it. Um, and I'd have to look at closely who she was in Age of Ultron to be able to, was it Age of Ultron, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd have to look at that closely because I feel like well, maybe she wasn't. That must have been just a cameo. Like, right? Yeah, it must have been a cameo, a small bit um, or something, or a, could it have been a voiceover? I don't know. I'd have to yeah. look it up. Um, but I did think, yeah, I thought the pair of them was, were really so good in this. There was a moment when I felt Ethan Hawke was mm, not that great, but actually it wasn't. He was. He was great. It was more that his character was being, like we've already said, like you say, mm. Lee, was being awkward and saying the first stupid thing that came to their mind and, you know, how their body language with those thoughts at the same time, um, more than, than anything else. But. I'm I'm very I'm positive about this film. I just yeah. I wouldn't say that I loved it. Um, yeah. I think I'm just positive about it that I'd like to see the continuation of it. Yeah, uh, just to I see say, it I'm loving it more as I think about it. It's it's really growing. It hasn't left me at all. I enjoyed yeah. it while I was watching it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was okay. I don't want to watch the rest. That's nice. Yeah. Had I seen it years when it first came out, I'd have probably loved it. But you can't have everything. Never mind. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, but the more I think about it, the more I'm I'm digging stuff. There's more that bits come back to me because it's not something you're just going to ride through. Mm. It's literally it's little vignettes, and you kind of get the feeling like you're you're just literally just tuning in and out of their night. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're not necessarily seeing the best bits even because we don't see the sex scene. No. So you, you know they, they they don't even. I thought was that was incredible that you don't even they don't even throw in like a raunchy sex scene to get the the audience in on you know the bumpers on seats and stuff like that they're mm. going, no we're not even going to show that's not what we're about we're not about plot or or you know big the big moments so but it, but what do you do get is the little bits of electricity like there's mm. a, there's a bit where they're on the tram or bus near yeah. the start and he yeah. goes to move her hair out of her eyes because he can't see her face because the hair's hanging forward and he reaches out to touch her hair 
and then he w- withdraws back and she immediately puts her hair back because she knows what he's why he's doing it mm. and it's like a silly little thing i don't even know if it was deliberate that might have been just a natural thing that just happened that he went out to move her hair and thought oh i i don't you know my character can't do that at this point yeah because we've literally just met so it's it, a- that but it, that little bit where you go oh I, I know that i know that feeling where you you kind of go to do something and you can't and then you think oh you second guess yeah and little bits of stuff like that because and I, also she's she's the worst ping uh ping pong not ping pong pinball player pinball player she's terrible. Terrible. Oh, she's, they're both bad they're both terrible he's no good either Although, but i don't think i don't think i could hold a conversation and pinball at the same no, time to be fair, you need to concentrate really, and especially if i'm trying to remember a pre-written conversation yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's well, that, I, I do think yeah. it's quite funny you can see them going yeah we're supposed to be playing pinball better than, than we are also, those beer bottles were huge as well. Just that, oh, well, I'm that's, not, that's Europe. That's Europe. I was going to say, it must be, because I'm not a drinker, so it's like, they, they're huge, so it must be a Oh, thing. when I went to Belgium, I was just like, oh, it really is the land of beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, what well, it's as we've been talking about it, and the more you think about this film, I do find it interesting in a comparison to When Harry Met Sally, which was, what, mm. 1989? Yeah late 80s end of 80s and the way that they wrote before sunrise and with when harry met sally is actually very similar because Mm. harry met sally was a conversation between nora efron and rob reiner about how different men and women are in relationships and can a man will be best friends and you know that's that's really nora efron was interviewing rob reiner and his um creative partner that were making the film at the same time and then he would turn the tables and and talk to her and that's how the script is made and it's it's really fair to say that um before sunrise is kind of is like the the road trip between um meg ryan and billy crystal's characters um harry and sally in this because they are similar i guess what you could say that before sunrise is the sort of uh it's like the art house version yeah, yeah, yeah. If when Harry met Sally, I don't want to say it's the more intelligent version because that's not fair to why the film. Yeah. Because when Harry met Sally is is terrific, it's a really great film. Yeah. But it is like before sunrise because it's an indie and it has that European film feel mm. to it. It does feel like it's perhaps a more of an art house, maybe slightly more sophisticated, um, in in some of its tone, than to just your straight rom com. Yeah. Um, and that's and you're right. I think the more you the more you sit and talk about it, the more you think about it um, and the different vignettes of the film. Like you want mm. to go back and rewatch it to see the bits, not necessarily that you missed, but that you didn't listen to. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like you, they're, they're the bits that go, oh, that was really good. Where that scene with the fortune teller. Yeah. It's all not particularly it's not outstanding, but it's, it's but that's the point that it's yeah. not. Kind of like, oh, he said he's really funny in that scene or she re- she's really sweet in that scene. It's yeah. like, no, it's just the thing that happens. And it feels like a very natural. I've I've kind of had that conversation about the fortune teller and being, you know, I've gone, you know, been with a friend of mine who was big into fortune tellers. We went to see a fortune teller. I felt ripped off. She felt <laughs> like it was the best thing. And like you're thinking, what? how do I brag it to her that? This isn't a big moment for me that I literally feel like I've been mugged. You know, where she's going, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. so, I, I would, I would think like Ethan Hawke was the guy who wrote them the poem. 
yeah, with the word yeah. milkshake in it. I'd be just like Ethan Hawke. Like he already had the poem. He just put yeah, he had the poem. He just he just found a way to put milkshake, milkshake in. in. Yeah, he probably changed a line. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's probably got four or five poems that he can you know he can just the best rip out and yeah because like I, I am that cynic. <laughs> but yeah, but I also but I, at the same time and that's what I was saying about seeing myself in that going oh god yeah. I'd have literally, as they were walking off, I was in my head thinking, yeah, he, he probably had that already. Yeah. And then Ethan Hawke's character says it. And I'm thinking, yeah, but he sounds like a bit of a dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. To be fair, like with uh, with some things, I think it's acceptable to sound like a bit of a dick because that's it's <laughs> it's like with the if if um if somebody had have, like approached me and Rich trying to do a palm reading during the early part of our relationship would have both been like fuck off <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, no this isn't for you this table isn't for you move along yeah, please yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm i was i was pre-cringing as soon as they go oh <laughs> yeah. she's coming this way she's coming this way and i in my head i'm going just flee get up and walk off <laughs> run <laughs> you, you'll you'll hide your wallet you'll be you'll be broke before you won't be able to afford mm. dinner Mm, and yeah. it's funny because every mo- every now and then I would think of moments like, um, well, what, one thing I liked at the, at the near start where they decided they were going to go off together and have a day and night, you know, talking and getting to know each other more. I liked that straight away, Ethan Hawkes, Jesse was like, we need to put our bags into a locker and get rid of them for the day. Yeah. And I yeah. liked that they solved that straight away because, yes, because so many films like we're going to leave and now we don't have bags and no one's explained why. Yeah, so I, lo- I, I, I loved- yeah. That, I thought, that. Fuck, wow, that's genius. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. times I've been wandering around Birmingham with somebody with a fucking. I mean, I remember when when me and Stace met up and you brought me a, like a box full of comics. Yes. And, and, you know, and I thought, well, you know, you were Thanks, feeling lumbered but, bringing those with you. Fucking hell. I was trying to carry those back. <laughs> I mean, it was really nice, and I've still got them, and they're terrific. But what a massive ball like carrying those! (laughs) Oh God, you don't have to tell me, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jesus Christ. It's like that—that natural moment was lovely. But then I was watching it and thinking, "Wow, you could—are you going to have something to eat? Where are you going to go eat? It's really late." And then all of a sudden, they're having drinks somewhere, and then they're at a little bistro cafe somewhere. And it's like, okay, every time I think something, you then do it. Stop doing that. But it was just, it was just, it was just lovely pacing of the film yeah. as well. It was just, it was so well paced. The thing is, I was never bored watching it. I never wanted to say, oh God, can I just wind through until something exciting happens? I, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so glad you've said that because my biggest worry was because when I, <laughs> when, when I first watched this, I had no concept of what it was. I'd seen it on like, you know, these top 100 yeah. films lists. Yeah. It's always cropping up on there as like one of the best romances. You've got to see it. So my only concept of it was this is a romance movie. So I had no idea like what to expect. Mm. And my biggest worry when I recommend it to people is that they'll come back to me and they'll go, it was just two people talking. <laughs> well, when, I, when I finished it, I thought, I, I know what Stacey's going to be shitting herself over now. Yeah, She's yeah. just going to be waiting for me to go. But it, nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's boring. It was boring. It was so boring. <laughs> nothing happened. And she's going to be braced like I was braced yeah. when we did Blade Runner with with kind of all my senses and all that kind of stuff. And, I, but, and, I, and I'm going to be the same when it comes to next month's choice, which we'll come to later. I'm going to be exactly the same yeah. uh, when it comes to, to, to that. And I think we're all the same because, you know, these are films, like we've said in past episodes, these are films that we one or two of us might have seen. Mm. They might be one of our favourites that we're introducing 
to our two good friends here. And so that that silence that we've naturally occurred, as we've said before, <laughs> after we've watched oh. it that we don't explain. It's yes. just oh, what, oh, yes. what's what's been interesting about this podcast for me is that it wasn't supposed to be about us picking our favourite movies and showing it to the others mm. who haven't seen it. It's kind of naturally falling into that when you just when you we're just picking stuff and going, oh, we this ought to be high up the list and we ought to do this. Yeah. So there's a whole level of like personal stakes yes. that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the the temptation to text you both when you sent that photo, Lee, to say that you'd put it on, uh, which was a very convers- a very funny conversation between us because Jenny and I had forgot we were recording this week completely. <laughs> yeah, and, and you would have been I'm sat the, here on Skype on your own. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the one who got here my shit Skype. together. That's yeah, fucking yeah. Wrong. You'd have been like, in, on Skype on your own, going hello, hello, <laughs> because we yeah. haven't watched the movie and we're not we're not on the Skype. Um, but like the temptation about an and a half later to be like please help me you liked it though <laughs> was so strong because yeah. like i say when i like i said at the top of the show like i have no concept of what you guys's feelings are on like this sort of film yeah. because it's not even really your typical romance because like yeah. yeah there's not much in the way of comedy nothing really exciting happens like you say they don't show you like it's not a movie where like they get married at the end or you see the big you know sexy sex scene like it is just two people wandering around beautiful bits of vienna having a chat <laughs> so yeah. I was like, this has the potential to go down like a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, you know, if, I mean, I mean like I enjoyed it. If Jenny had said, no, I just didn't get on with it. Yeah. I'd go, yeah, I can see that. I could mm. see why people. Like, I can absolutely not, see why. You know, if somebody was asking me for like recommendations, somewhere, I, I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody. Or if I did, I'd be very much. But this is the deal with it. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need to know it's introspective and it's it's naturalistic it's it's not you know it's not planes trains and automobiles it's not going to be a lot i've not minute. seen that it's not oh, oh my jesus hate christ <laughs> just gonna write that down hold on i've seen like the same two scenes of it over and over again and i don't know why that two keeps pillows? happening to me uh, no, interestingly, oh no, don't, don't know, don't know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> bit, bit worried now, actually. Got to say, so, sounds weird. So, right yeah, about probably... Thanksgiving time next so, year. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be uh, yeah, up, uh, November next time. Yeah. Next See, this uh, this this is a thing. Like, so like the 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 first batch of episodes that we have done have often been films that perhaps one or two of us have already seen. Um. So there's that bated breath of what what are the others going to think? And I think as we get through and past those kind of films and we start treading into the films that perhaps we don't know that well, or maybe we saw once and don't really remember it. So it's kind of fresh for all three of us. That That's where things may change a little bit. It'd be like, you know what? No, nah, that's a bit shit. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, it'll certainly be, the pressure will be off. I mean, obviously we've, it, it we've, we've laid out what we're watching for year one. Going yes. into year two, I think we need to, start picking i certainly i'll be picking stuff that none of us have seen you yeah know, just so i can just not have that pressure of <laughs> i don't I mean, want to piss on my favorite film again we've already that, got a couple of films that we have to show you because quite frankly what the fuck yeah but, <laughs> beauty and the beast <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's okay. We we'll, we can we can deal with that one. <laughs> so um, I'm just realising the time. I know. Uh, I was just thinking. Do we? That. I was going to say, do we want to roll on to some um, final thoughts uh, about yeah, before sunrise? Let's do some final thoughts. Um, I for my final thoughts, I would say, as already sort of stated, really, it's it's something that I would only have watched purely because we've watched it for this podcast. I don't think otherwise I would have ended up watching it at all. But I am somewhat glad that I did, because I think it is one that I now want to complete the trilogy. Mm. And it's a, it's a very interesting. I, I'm going to stick with that kind of indie art house think piece of it. It's the think it's the thinking man's when Harry met Sally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I did. I thought the performances were really great. And if I was to to, to mention the music choices, I think they were apart from mm. that weird one in the recording booth, the music <laughs> yeah. store. But even then that fits well with the awkwardness of the moment you know of it all um but i do i do think it's a good film um and one that's worth sitting down and revisiting and maybe revisiting so you can watch the other two within close succession yeah of one another too so that's yeah that's where i am with before sunrise before <laughs> sunrise <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no yes oh jesus i know so um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it, it's a film that's been on my watch list. You know, I I I set out a big list of films. I printed off some Empire's top one thousand films you need to see before you get Alzheimer's or whatever it was, and I've been crossing <laughs> stuff off for years. You know, I, I I had my own little project of watching everything, and this one had been on my list for a long time. That I just thought, well, it, you know, I don't feel any great need to dip into that. When I when I the list gets really thin, then I'll probably you know have a go at it. So it it, it was on there. Uh, like I say, it's so so I'm glad you know I would have watched it at some point. It's it's a you know it was good motivation to watch it now. So I was really glad when you mentioned it. Mm. Um, it's also but it's also it's interesting. Like say we, we I think we both said that we like r- romantic films that are also something else that are mainly mm. something else. And I think this is almost, although it's a pure romance, there's nothing else. You know, it's not a, a romantic comedy. It's not a romantic thriller or anything like that. It's it's purely a romance. That's all it is. It's a relationship. Uh, but it's 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 art house. Uh, if it's anything other than romance, it's an art house romance. Mm, yeah. And I kind of had my, you know, I'm not, don't totally object to art house movies. I've had my little flirtation with art house movies. Though I've kind of drifted away as I get older, it's like just tell me the fucking story and you know and be quick yeah. about it. So, but um, so it was it was actually nice to go back and have something and watch something that that takes me back to that period when I was watching all these, you know, the Jim Jarmuschies and, and stuff like that. Yeah. The chan the late night Channel Four movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The movie yeah. drums and that kind of thing. So yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Oh um, good. I am. Um, oh, oh sorry, go. Well, I was just going to throw out a teeny weeny tiny little final thought for myself, Um, because I don't think I've said enough about how the performances in this movie are the thing that like really fucking float it. Um, Because I, I a thousand percent believed in those two people, both as people and as people attracted to one another. (laughs) Like there wasn't a a, a time in that film where I thought, I don't believe, I don't believe them pair like at all. Mm. Um, And I think the 
like that just needs lauding like how because it's really hard to have chemistry with somebody you don't actually have chemistry with yeah um so it's just i just think it's just so gorgeous to like watch a film where you just genuinely feel like you're peeping in on some actual people's romantic lives i, <laughs> I don't I, know what I, that I says about me <laughs> yeah i did assume that they were a couple afterwards it just felt like one of those films yeah. where oh well obviously they met and this is where they 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 you know got it they started their relationship and you know this is where they did their brad and angelina thing and that yeah. they were a couple for 10 years and blah 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 but apparently not so no. yeah so it, it i think yeah you do need to like underline the fact of how natural it feels mm, yeah um and it's 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 they're not just winging it and you know it's it's, it's they've clearly worked their balls off mm. and various other organs to 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 get it right to make it feel right that it's you know that it does feel it feels easy and it feels smooth you know and that's just that's pure hard work i think you know that's the craft mm. um because th- there's too many movies where the romance is clearly well we need you know the girl it, to fall in love with it's the an guy because he's the, they're on the poster yeah you know and it has uh, to be like we need the romance to get the women to come and see it because otherwise, you know, we're yeah. not going to get, we're only going to get half a ticket sale, and we yeah. need. Both I mean, tickets. I mean, top tip: you do, Batman doesn't need a romance, so he doesn't need a girlfriend every no. movie. No, yeah. you know, Spider Man, yes, Batman doesn't need that. You know, we don't. Yeah. you know, you don't have to shoehorn, but you can, but you can see, you can see the formula. Oh, there's got to be the girl. There's got to be the romance subplot. Mm. There's got to be the car, that kind yeah. of stuff. You, you know that. You know, you can see those boxes being ticked. But so it's it's nice to, to to watch a film that's just all about that, and he's looking at it, you know, kind of properly. Did you also see how much box office this film made? I didn't actually. I should it's, have looked that up. Really. Well, because I had a quick look, because I wondered when I was looking and checking, like, so this is an indie, independent film, isn't it? Mm. A little indie film. So this apparently had a two point five million dollar budget to make. And its box office was twenty two point five million. Yeah, that's, that's so, a pretty good return. That's a, yeah, yeah, so that's for, a, yeah, for yeah. an indie, that's great. And yeah, like yeah, say that's, return that's, on what it made, and it's yeah, got and a, it, like a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes as well. But, which, but, but, it, but again, also it's 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 a critic pleaser, you know. It I is, don't want to dismiss yeah, it, it, but is. that's the yeah. kind of film what critics like, you know. They they yeah. go for that. They can they can they can you know crow about that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But but yeah, I think I think it's one that kind of although it did well that way, it didn't do super big. It didn't do, um, you know, when Harry met Sally numbers or, mm. you know, or when the funeral yeah. numbers. But yeah. then again, but it did really well for what it is. It shouldn't have done that much as it. And I think it's although again, like with many of the, as we've said before, many of the big, you know, moves that last and stick around. It's one that kind of found a, a much bigger. Its reputation grew over time. Which yeah. is, I think, which is right. I think it's, it's one of the mm-hmm. films where you shouldn't just watch it and just go, yeah, you know, Alakazam, that's that's amazing. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it should it should seep into you. It should be like, you know, like a love affair that you got that kind of it creeps in and then you suddenly realise it's under your skin. You know, it's uh, sorry, that's making it sound like a horror film. <laughs> it's, it's not a horror film, folks. It's okay, very funny horror. Sorry, a romantic film. Yeah. Okay. Well. That was before sunrise. That was right. Yes, it was yeah. <laughs> before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight, midnight. Yeah. are the two sequels which we shall watch 
in our own time. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was well received. Uh, and I'm thankful we didn't have a falling out over that one. Like we did, um, you know, Great Escape. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, next month is my choice. And we're heading back to 1950. Uh, so we're just coming into towards the end of the golden age of Hollywood. And we're going to watch All About Eve, which yeah. is... It's, it is actually one of my favourite films. It's a black and white film. <laughs> it stars stars Betty Davis and directed and written by Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Yeah. So that's next. Uh, but I, I, I will be just like Stace and Lee with this one when we come round to record it. Uh, trepidation all the way because <laughs> Betty Davis is also someone I, I did a paper for in my ma yeah. at one point so. oh no this is going to be the episode where you make me look like a right dumbo eh? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah well we'll see this is we'll i mean see. you know i'm not a fan of you know going in i don't want to spoil it but i'm not a fan of betty davis going in yeah so <laughs> this will be quite an acid test about whether it can win although to be yeah i don't yeah i'll save it sorry don't spoil it now save it yeah for the episode. I'll, I'll save it for next time save it for next time uh, but do we have any other notes, guys? Anything else? Yeah, I just want to mention we've had a letter. We've had Ooh. feedback from a oh. Mrs. Trellis in South Wales. No, it's not. <laughs> from, from a friend of mine. That, that's an in-joke. Um, so a friend of mine has, has asked, because we keep talking about this will go in the list and that's on the list. Yep. Is there really a list or are we just making up for comic effect? And the answer is, there's a real fucking list. There's really a list, yeah. yeah. We we are so fucking stupid. There is a thousand percent. No offense, guys. There is no, there is absolutely no way the three of us are remembering no. the films without making an actual list. Yes, there's a list. And, there, and there's, there's actually two lists. There's a list that we put together for our first year of what yeah. we want to do, and there's and then there's a massive. Massive, massive list, list of, we, of we w- that we've called together from various yeah you know top tens top 100s you need to see these before you die yeah. type and we've gone through and just stripped out all the art movies and all, yeah, the, all we've, the horror we've movies stri- yeah we've stripped out the stuff like we're definitely not going to watch or that yeah. we've already seen and then some things we've added in that we just haven't seen but we assume ourselves that they are a big a biggie that we should yeah. have seen yeah. sort of thing so yeah, so there is, there is, there is a list. We're not there is a list. making that. I will. Do you know what, guys? I will do a screenshot of it. I will put it on the socials, uh, <laughs> just so that you can see. Hey, we have a list. It's it's a, a document. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's a document that we can all, that the three of us can see and add to and go through. In fact, we should probably update it with what we've now we done this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I promise, we all promise, it does exist. Um, and yes, that's, as we just said, that's our usually our help planning tool uh, for what will be the continuation of this new year of what we're going to be talking about yeah. and watching. So anyway, so yes, to next. Wrap it up. To wrap up next month. The end. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, next month, 
all about Eve and we look forward to chatting about it. I hope. Oh, Christ. Uh, all about then. So if you would like to find us, the podcast on the socials, you can find us on Twitter whilst it still exists with, you know, going by the seat of our pants over there <laughs> at never seen underscore pod. And we are also on Instagram now. And it's the same tag at never seen underscore pod. Uh, guys, did you want to give out your Twitter address? Handle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, I'm at Twitter at lovelyly underscore G. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey's Parlour. That's Stacey with an E, Parlour with a U for anyone who's in the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> and they, <laughs> we have to point these things out because, you know, we put U's and things. Oh, the number of times I've had people say, oh, you never bloody replied to my email. And then I'm like, did you send it to Stacey without an E, Parlour without a U per chance? And it turns out, yeah. They have. They're the like, well, there lies your problem, you see. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so there you are. There's where you can find us in the social network worlds. So until next time, it is a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Stacey. Happy Love Day, everyone. Cool, blimey. Get some chocolates out and that and have a wine and some sex. I don't know. Somewhat, somewhat romantic. <laughs> OK. And a goodbye from Lee. Bye. <laughs> Ta-ra, bit. I'm so single. All right, guys. <laughs> bye till next time. Bye-bye.